So what's going on, millionaires? You're listening to the Million Dollar Mind Podcast, episode 164 on investing in real estate while working your W-2. Now, I'm super excited about this conversation. We have Hannah McCoy in the building, the guest of the hour, also known as the Scrappy Investor, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But Hannah is a real estate investor and an ER RN. And also, I want to make sure I'm getting this right, U.S. Air Force Second Lieutenant. Uh, Right, Hannah? Yes. Yeah, that's correct. Awesome. Awesome. And well, thank you so much for your service and uh, everything that you've been yeah. doing. You, you definitely have a lot on your plate. So I'm super excited to have this conversation <laughs> to to see how you make time for it all. Uh, Hannah's yeah. also a fitness junkie uh, preparing to compete in her first bodybuilding competition, too. So that's exciting. And um, just yeah. to kind of start off, Hannah, t- tell us what, what got you into one, the, 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 the fitness journey of becoming, you know, uh, you know, starting your first bodybuilding competition. And then also how you came up with the name, the, the scrappy investor that has such a personality <laughs> to it. I would love to hear that yeah. story. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess I've always been interested in like entrepreneurship and fitness has always been a part of my life as well. Um, Last year, well, every year I try and set like a goal for myself, you know, something that I want to try and do something new. Um, last year I ran a marathon and I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> so I was like, this year I'm going to try bodybuilding. I've always been interested in that style of workout. Um, so I just kind of wanted to take it to the next level and see where I could go with that. Um, the investing side of things, the the scrappy investor name, honestly, I just kind of came up with it. I was like, you know, I'm always trying to save money. Like I would say I'm pretty scrappy when it comes to um, like home improvement kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to like cut corners where I can, but still make it, you know, look decent and be, you know, nice, nice places to live. So I just was like, scrappy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I hear it, it sounds like, um, it sounds like you don't mind getting your hands dirty either. And you like to yeah. be very much hands-on. And I, I see a lot of your reels. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I relate to the reels. I love the, the creativity <laughs> that you bring to it. And um, it, it, yeah. it, it, it's refreshing just to kind of see you doing all these things and, you know, still making time to create content and invest at yeah. the same time. Because I, I, as an investor myself, I know running numbers and looking for properties that, that fit your portfolio. Like that's that can be exhausting, let alone having a W-2 and several other things that you're doing on the side as well so I guess we can start off right there like how do you like how do you find the time for it all like do you have a routine (laughs) for yourself like how do you not how do you keep yourself from pulling your hair out while doing all these things I I guess I'm a very like routine person so I like Mm -hmm. every morning you know I get up I have the same routine every morning so whether I work or I'm off I get up I drink a cup of coffee sit on the couch and just kind of like relax I always try you know an hour every day and then from there I just kind of you know go about my day so as an RN I work 12 hour shifts so it's only three days a week um Mm -hmm. so that leaves me four days you know the rest of the week to kind of explore and uh, get into some other stuff and that's kind of how I got into like the whole real estate especially like the social media real estate world um Mm -hmm. I would say is from just having those extra four days to kind of like be creative and just be goofy on like the reels, you know, I never would have seen myself doing something like that. But I was like, I think it's the best way to engage with other people. And it lets other people see like, hey, investing really isn't that scary. You know, it's not like old and dry and just, you know, like dusty books. It's not like that anymore. You know, so it's kind of nice to be able to reach people in that way, I think. Yeah, no, it's definitely refreshing. And, um, you know, for those for those who are already following Hannah, I'm sure you're going to get, you know, where to find her by the time we finish up this interview. But like everything that she's saying, like her reels really just kind of bring out like the the fun, the the energetic Mm -hmm. side of real estate investing. And it just kind of introduces people to who don't see themselves in that space. Um, to kind of mm-hmm. more so see themselves in that space, which is again refreshing. Like uh, I know yeah. for a lot of people that come to me, is like most people have this mindset of you know to become a real estate investor, you have to either have the education going through you know being a, a realtor first or some type of yeah. agent, or having 
a, a ton of money to dispose mm-hmm. on, you know, purchasing these properties cash. And, you know, that couldn't be further from the truth. So like what has been like right. your, your experience is kind of like how you first were able to tap into real estate investing. So I, for me, the easiest way was through house hacking, which a lot of people, you know, it's, it's, it was a foreign concept to me, you know, two years ago. And it was the easiest way that I saw how to get involved. I just didn't know that that's what it was called. Um, so it's basically just buying your first house, like your primary residence um, and buying a duplex or a house that you can rent out rooms in um, something that, you know, you can, you can make some money while you're also putting up down a low down payment on a house, you know, for your first primary residence. Um, Cause a lot of times for me, it was a little different. I, I kind of messed up with the bank, but a lot of times you can get an FHA loan, like a first time homeowner's loan, which is, you know, 0% to like 5% down. So could be very, very little, you know, depending on where you're at, what kind of properties you're looking for. So really, you know, it doesn't take a lot of money to get started. And, you know, that's a big misconception. I think that a lot of people have um, when it comes to real estate. Yeah. Yeah. And especially um, I, I love that you started off doing house hacking and yeah, um, I think that that is a route or a concept that really puts into it into perspective and brings the distance a lot closer to the, the average, you know, working person, you know, to kind right. of house that because they can, you know, have these goals of buying a home to live in and find right. creative ways to, you know, to turn some cash flow into it as well. Um, so for those, yeah. and, and before we get into it too, because we have some new millionaires that'll be listening to this and to our millionaires who are tuning in with us again and our yeah. veterans, I got to introduce and let you know, welcome back to the Million Dollar Mind podcast. How, <laughs> how rude of me, right? This is the, the most yeah. trusted podcast for passion attraction. So you are in the right place if you are here looking for money making tips and tricks to living a more passionate life. And yeah. um, of course, we're going to talk about Hannah, the fact that you have been able to tap into real estate and, you know, um, the other things that you're doing, how has real estate helped you, you know, be able to spend more time on doing more passionate work and, and doing things that you enjoy and spending your time with the people you enjoy spending your time with? So for me, real estate, it's provided another stream of income. You know, I feel like I even had, I was just reading about it, you know, today that there's most millionaires have at least seven streams of income, right? So for me, real estate was just another source of income that it's like, hey, you know, if I lose my W-2 job, if I'm in between jobs, like it's not as big of a deal because I have this other source of income coming in, you know, and even when I am working my W-2, that's still additional income. Um, so for me, it's been helpful. So right now I'm doing travel nursing and in between mm-hmm. my contracts, I, I'm not really worried. You know, I'm kind of like, I still have income coming in. You know, it's not as much as I want it to be in, in the future. But for me, it's provided me extra time. I'm not worried about picking up extra shifts. You know, I'm not worried about spending a bunch of time away from my family and my friends. Like I was kind of stressed out about before just to make ends meet um, because I, I'm I know I have that extra money coming in and that security. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It definitely brings a, a level of security knowing that you have that money coming in on, on a consistent basis. And yeah. um, like, so of course, with the the streams of income, why, what about real estate stuck out to you as that being the, the stream that you wanted to focus on? Like why not stocks or, or crypto as a side hustle? Mm-hmm. So for me, real estate was just the most tangible. It was something that I could understand uh, just starting off. You know, I just graduated college. I wasn't that financially savvy by any means. And I was like, hey, but I understand appreciation. I understand how, you know, looking at the housing market and I started investing in 2020. I was like, wow, that house sold for, you know, $90,000 10 years ago. Now it's 250. You know, like that's that's something that even I could understand being pretty financially illiterate. You know, I was like, wow, like that's, you know, that's pretty significant. And I just started getting into um, some different materials, like uh, bigger pockets. I started watching YouTube videos of people in real estate. For me, it just seems like the, the most, uh, yeah, tangible, the easiest thing for me to understand at the time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I love, I love that you use the word tangible too, because uh, again, yeah. like it is, it is something physical, like, uh, of course, when like investing in stocks or crypto, like it's not something that you hold. It's not something that you live in. And, you know, being the fact that, you know, all of us 
are either living in a home, renting it, or we are paying a mortgage or we own the home. Like you, if you pay close enough attention, you can understand real estate. You can just look and see that your neighbor has lived in their property for like 10 years. And then all of a sudden they sold it. And it's like what they sold it for compared to where, you know, you bought your home for. It's like, if you just pay enough attention, you can get a, a very basic understanding, even without, you know, diving into the books. And again, like you said, like it's just with social media and even YouTube University, it's even more resources yeah. out there for people to get even more of a better understanding on it as well. Um, right. So just kind of on because you mentioned not having really the 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 greatest or the most dynamic financial um, understanding uh, or coming from like a financially literate background, what, what have been your experiences that kind of molded you into this, this scrappy investor, this person that's joining us today? <laughs> so I think like growing up, my family, they're very good with money. My parents are, but they're more mm-hmm. of the mentality, like save and pay off everything and then just be debt free. You know, that was mm-hmm. always their mentality. So that's just kind of what I thought growing up, like, oh, that's what I'm going to do too. I'm going to work and, you know, retire at 65. And like, that's going to be my, that's just my life. Like, that's the only option there is. But I think being presented with like, oh, hey, you could have more time to yourself to pursue your passions. And uh, I think for me, realizing that like nursing is not something I want to do forever <laughs> was also like, okay, well, I got to got to find something else to do. You know, got to be a little scrappy, got to start looking at uh, some different, different opportunities uh, just to be able to yeah pursue fitness. Like that's a huge passion of mine, you know, being able to be free to do that and not be worried about work all the time. Um, that's definitely something that attracted me to it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how has like, I do want to touch on that, that meant that mindset and that mental shift in, in that piece as well, because how has just you being able to create these extra streams of income and not having to, you know, put yourself in a position where you have to pick up more shifts, being able to now mm-hmm. put more focus on your physical fitness and your physical health as well. Like how has, you know, how have you noticed your mindset changing or just you being a more in a more positive self-loving environment you know now that you're able to create these opportunities for yourself yeah I think it's really just helped me break out of feeling trapped I think I just felt very trapped and like oh I just went to school I graduated like I'm a nurse now I'm in the air force but I'm like I still feel like I'm kind of a slave to these careers you know and if I give these up like who am I what do I have like I I don't have anything (laughs) you know so it was just like I want to be able to pursue something that gives me the opportunity to actually pursue who I am and I feel like especially within the last like year it's really been oh like I can actually pursue the things that I care about and I'm interested in and the things that I you know, would like to make a difference and like provide education to people who maybe think that they're stuck too, or they feel trapped or like, oh, like these millionaires, you know, people, they're making all this money, like they're not relatable. They don't understand what it's like, but I, you know, I want to provide that for other people. And that's made me feel more fulfilled, I guess, as well. Yeah. And I'm glad that you brought that up too, because that's literally why I even created the platform. And and a lot of our a lot of our listeners who, who who tap in with us, you know, have that same that same um, that same feeling of feeling trapped or, or feeling a slave to their work environment. And, yeah. you know, for you, of course, having working a W2 and investing part time and, you know, you know, doing all these things, uh, dibbling, dabbling in so many other things while working how were you because it's nothing wrong with a job if the job is providing you with the resources the environment that is going to allow you to also focus on what you love for your case real estate so yeah how are you able to take you know the positives of you know being in this working work environment and leveraging you know the leveraging that time leveraging that environment the space those people to still use it towards what you what your long-term goals are um I think that the way that I've found is that there's a lot of people that feel the same way I do there's a Mm -hmm. lot of negativity in like healthcare right now and it's been helpful to kind of like encourage other people other nurses I know you know the military I I feel a little differently about the military just because it's like I'm in the reserves so it's and I've been in the reserves for 
five and a half years now it's a lot more of like a um like a brotherhood i don't know how to describe it it's like a lot yeah. like closer knit kind of people so that's like a little bit easier a lot of people in the military i feel like are very like they have a um like a business mindset you know they're looking for other other streams of income other ways to improve themselves because that's something that's like very important you know in the military like you got to always be learning always be growing um but as far as healthcare it's it's helped me relate to the other people that I work with just because I see myself in them and see that like trapped feeling or maybe unhappy you know and I can kind of provide like hey you know that's not the only option like you don't have to work all these overtime shifts you know there there are other ways that you can you know get out of that so that's mm-hmm. been helpful what what do you say what what do you think would be some advice for someone who is you know, maybe in healthcare or not in healthcare, but just in general, yeah. feeling trapped in their in their W two and just um, not really knowing how to tr- shift that mindset in a more positive light to still focus on more passionate, fulfilling things. What would be some advice that you would give them? I think just uh, like for me, it's just managing like my mindset and really focusing on like every day what's important to me what do I want to accomplish today and really just taking it day by day you know so the days that you're off you know what are you doing what are you spending your time doing you know are you are you watching Netflix or are you educating yourself you know what do you what do you truly want to do um I think that that's just something I would I would really encourage people because that's what Like whenever I wanted to get out of it, that's all I spent my time doing was just researching and learning and consuming that sort of content to kind of reshape my, my focus. Mm, That's, that's a great point. And it's so easy to fall into that, that trance of like, oh, I had a long day of work or I had a long day of work. So let me just binge watch Netflix. Yeah. And and I've definitely been there. I've been there too. (laughs) And it's a distraction. So like something that worked for me is I had to um, set a rule that I I don't watch TV during the week. So like when I come home during the week, it's like, I I just can't turn on the TV. Now weekends, I give myself the grace to like, Hey, if you want to wake up and you want to go watch TV for four hours, that's what you want to do. It's the weekend. Yeah. But on the week is like a no, no um okay like what 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 has helped you what has helped you for like shifting and like being disciplined to find that research or or do you think that it just kind of came natural to you just from having that that drive and knowing what you wanted to do so something that I did it was just like I I drive pretty far to work just because like I said I'm traveling right now so I drive over an hour every day to work instead of like listening to music or like you know my true crime podcast I would listen to like an educational podcast and that was just something that was like easy for me to switch out um when I was at the gym too like if I was doing cardio I would do the same thing I would listen to an educational podcast um you know and try and try and use that time that I'm already doing something else that I can just start to educate myself just something really easy that I could you know just turn on and be like I'm not even going to think about it I'm not listening to music you know I'm not listening to true crime I'm gonna I'm gonna educate myself while I have this time right now yeah yeah I I, I like that I like that option as well I'm starting to do the same like okay again, yeah music is probably like one thing I'll listen to like on my way home from work but when <laughs> I'm like going in I feel like it's important especially in the morning time to like be very like your mind should be sacred in the mornings and Mm. uh speaking of like sacred mornings you know I do believe in the importance of having a morning routine and you mentioned having a routine um and starting off with you know coffee and you know being on the couch and just kind of like sitting and and thinking um yeah for you before you get before you get your coffee what is the first thing you do when you wake up the first thing I do whenever I wake up is I just honestly I just like take a few deep breaths I just like sit on the side of my bed and I'll take like five or six deep breaths and then from there I just kind of like go down let the dogs out make my coffee like that's kind of the first Mm -hmm. thing that I do typically Mm-hmm. like I and try I not did. to check my phone that's the biggest thing <laughs> I and try that's not what I was, to that's where I was getting I was going to ask like do you check your phone <laughs> yeah. how hard is it yeah. not to 
Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hard. I, I used to do that. Cause it's like, I'd keep it right on the bedside table. You know, it's so the first thing I would do is like, wake up, check my notifications. But like, as long as I don't have my alarm set, like I'll turn my alarm off when I do, and then I'll just like sit on the side of the bed, take like five or six deep breaths. <laughs> but the, yeah, the phone thing, that was a hard habit to break. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I did a good job breaking it at first. And then it's like now going back into like creating content, I have like all my notes in my phone. So it's like, I'm not oh. checking it going right on social media or like yeah. checking messages. I am going in yeah. my notes, which is my excuse to feel like at least I'm being productive using it, but I don't want to necessarily right. Right. tie to it. <laughs> no no that's that's still productive though I mean you're checking your notes and and everything like it's a big thing that you've created that's awesome that's awesome I've been following your stuff for a while too it's really great it's really great oh yeah I appreciate it and uh like I, I think that is it's important to kind of you know bounce ideas off of people so I love seeing your content yeah. and um you know hopefully my content helps you out as well with creating more content as well but um oh yeah so so going back to your your upbringing, because you did mention that your parents were more so like the de- being debt free, paying you know paying mm-hmm. off debt, saving. Do yeah. you think that you've totally adopted that same mindset, or you are you a little bit more lenient towards like leveraging debt? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely a leveraging debt component. Like I I would definitely go for that. I think that because there's I think that I was always taught that debt is just bad. But mm. there's different kinds of debt is what I'm realizing, you know, so I would mm. say like my student loan debt, bad, <laughs> but like, you know, the debt that I have my rental properties, I feel like that's a good debt. You know, that's, that's something that is actually beneficial to me or it's not, it's not harmful, I guess. Right. Especially if you have like a, a mortgage, you know, that's yeah. like $900, but you can rent it out for $1,500. Right. That's clearly yeah. good debt. <laughs> yeah mind. yeah yeah absolutely absolutely <laughs> and, and and then it's like I, I think about it like that because you have so many people nowadays doing like airbnb arbitrage where people mm-hmm. are like literally subleasing and, and picking up you know corporate leases and, and things like that nature yeah and to me I, I just feel like that and i'm not knocking that hustle but I think when people think of that as like the only way that they can tap into real estate, when you just think about it, hey, maybe if you just save a little bit of coins and get yeah. a mortgage, it actually ends up being a lot cheaper than going the the arbitrage route. H- have you had experience like doing arbitrage, tapping into that way, or did you fully just dive into you know ownership? So I I didn't even know what arbitrage was when I started. I mm-hmm. have since learned about it and I've looked into it. In my area though, like kind of what you said, it just doesn't really make sense. Like because what I would be renting it for most of the time isn't much I wouldn't be getting much more from an Airbnb, like at least in my area. Now in like a bigger area, I could see how that could be beneficial like if property prices are just insane, but like I'm about an hour like north of Pittsburgh area and it's it's pretty reasonable you know so I think it's a lot cheaper to pay for a mortgage instead of renting typically here Mm, that 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 makes a lot of sense and yeah that gives me another question because you have to understand your market as well yes um yeah so like for for total rookies in the game who you know have lived at, at a certain place all their life but may not be too familiar with like how the market moves and how it performs for you with like the first steps of like just understanding your market to see like if a neighborhood you live in is good for rentals or good for Airbnbs or better for flips. Like what's the first step to just kind of understanding your market like that? Uh, I think the first step would be just checking Zillow, checking realtor.com, you know, looking at all the prices of houses in your area. And then you can actually select to see recently sold houses. So you can see all the houses that were recently sold in your area too. So then you just have a ballpark of like what, what your property is worth or what these properties around you are worth. And that's Mm -hmm. pretty subjective. Cause like, you know, like we said earlier, like right now the market's kind of crazy, but it gives you a good idea for like what things are selling at right now for Airbnb um, and rental prices. I would say kind of similar, you know, check on apartments.com, check on rent.com, see what places are renting for in your area. I even really like Facebook marketplace. I look on there all the time just to see what's, you know, what people are listing their properties for. And then yeah, Airbnb, I'm always on there looking and seeing what other people have their, have their places like per night, per week, per month. 
um, that's a really helpful tool just that you can do yourself, you know, and it takes five minutes. Um, but it does, it takes some time, you know, it, I would say it takes some time just to analyze and get used to your market, understand, um, the ins and the outs of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a great point. Um, yeah. I, I, I follow those same, those same exact, and these are all free resources too, which is most important right. that people understand. Like you right. can yeah. go on your computer and, and type in any of these websites and start just yeah browsing and just having that curiosity (laughs) like I want to see what this house is worth um yeah yeah but that's a great point and for for you when you first got started what what did your support system look like like who did you have in your corner to kind of really like root you on were you kind of doing this alone uh what, what was that experience like um so my boyfriend was the one that kind of originally told me about real estate investing so he was on my side he was always like um, encouraging me to go for, you know, to go for it. He was the one that was like, you, why don't you look into buying a duplex for your first house instead of like a single family? And I was like, Oh, like that's a yeah, great idea. So I had him, he's been very supportive and he's like, he owns rentals now as well. Um, and my family at first is a little skeptical, I think, but, but they came around, they're like, Oh, like you're doing a good thing. Like, that's pretty cool. You know? But at first they were kind of like, why, why would you do that? Like, why wouldn't you just buy your own house? You know, they didn't really understand it all fully at first but they've they've come around and been pretty supportive i think so far so yeah i'm glad to hear that and, and I, I love yeah. to hear when people kind of shift their mindset from like yeah oh, the first home that i buy has to be my dream home to where right people end up waiting like like i've seen so many people waiting and it sounds like you even read the book uh house hacking as well on yeah. bigger pockets so like this was even a yeah. testimony that they were that they were talking about in the book was just like most people wait like five seven ten years saving up for their dream home when you can just buy you know that that same amount of time you can buy a, a duplex or an investment property in like two three years and yeah use that money and to you know to save up even faster to get to your dream home maybe even buy two three exactly. more in the meantime so if yeah. people can kind of shift their focus to like i gotta do things the way that everybody else does it <laughs> we, all, yeah. we all end up better in the long run um, oh, absolutely yeah because so, it's totally different than what most people would do you know like i i didn't know anybody that had done it you know, definitely wasn't something that was like common. So it's like, all my friends are kind of like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But, but yeah, definitely. And and when you first, so I know that you said you started off house hacking and I'm not sure if at this time, if you and your boyfriend were living with each other, but which method of house hacking did you choose? Like, were you renting it out by the room? Did you have like a duplex where you ran about side by side or top bottom? Which, which method did you go, go with? Yeah. So I found a duplex that was actually side by side. So I okay. ran out the other side of it still. Okay. Got it. Cause I was going to ask like, yeah, how, what were the experiences like? Because, you know, <laughs> we got people listening and of course they trying to keep their options open. Like, yeah. Like yeah. the pros and cons of like renting it out by the room. Is that something you would recommend for, you know, couples or like, or, or what? Um, but with the side by side, uh, that seems like the best situation. Cause top bottom, you have to worry about you know people living above you or, or things yeah. like yeah uh so that's just pretty much just like a an apartment unit to, to be honest yeah did you have any yeah. like tenant issues or like bad housemates or anything like that no so the tenant that when I bought the house the tenant had been here already for uh three years and he's still here two and a half mm. years later and he's been awesome like very respectful nice I feel like I'm the loud one over here but but no no issues with him whatsoever so it's been a great experience honestly damn you bought yeah. a property already cash flowing like that, yes that's, yeah yeah that's pretty dope lucky. that's pretty dope and um yeah so like is that is it like not awkward at all like being the landlord and still like living with your with your tenant like that does did you have to get used to that at first like what was like what was the the beginning of that 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 journey i i did yeah because i mean here i am i was 22 and mm-hmm. like, you know, he's, he's an older guy, like 60s, I think. And I was like, how am I supposed to tell him like rents do, you know, but no issues. I mean, every, he gives me the check, like everyone's super nice, super respectful. I was really worried about it at first, but no, anything goes wrong. He just texts me and, you know, I get it fixed and it's been no issues. Honestly, it's been awesome. great. 
Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's a that's a blessing, especially like in this yes. like these last two years of dealing with like COVID and stuff like that. Oh, People having tenants yeah. that can't pay and evictions yeah. being through the roof. Yes. Like that's a blessing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I know. I'm so thankful. I haven't had to do any of that. I haven't had to evict anyone yet, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, across. I, I, I pray yeah, that you never have yeah. to. So, yeah. what is like, um, like from obviously, if you have any experiences, you know, of having a, a significant other that is, you know, into real estate as well and shares the same goals as you and and things of these nature. Like, yeah. how is how important is it? you know, just kind of for other, you know, couples where one may be, you know, in the real estate, the, the other may not be, is it important that the couple gets on the same page? Like, can it be done if one is like told all in and the one is like not interested at all? Like, what are these like core values that like, are like deal breakers just kind of from your experience? Like, what, what are your thoughts on it? So I don't, I don't think they're deal breakers, definitely, but it definitely does make it easier. And it's also like more exciting, I think too. Like, I mean, we love talking about real estate, you know, like that's one of the main things like we get excited about talking about. I think it's, yeah, definitely not a deal breaker. Like, I don't think it'd be impossible to Mm -hmm. be with somebody that wasn't into it, but it would definitely make it hard (laughs) just because it's such a big interest of mine now, you know, Mm -hmm. like it definitely gets to the point, but. But I've, I know couples where, you know, one's not super interested and the other is and they make it work and, mm-hmm. and they do just fine. Um, but yeah, I think it's I, I think most people come around, though, eventually, too. That's the other thing. I think most people, they're like, oh, like that is a good thing that you're doing. Like, oh, yeah, look at all that cash flow like that. You know, whatever you're doing, like maybe I'm not super into it or don't know a lot, but like it makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. so I think yeah, I have gotta seen see that it too. believe it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, because I'm just thinking of like it, it, like real estate, it doesn't have to be, but in the long, in the grand scheme of things, these are big purchases, right? So it, it right. it's a lot of money that, you know, that is passing through a lot of people, like people's hands. So if, yeah. if for me, my, my thought is if like one person is not on board is like, it can, it can create some unnecessary, like conversations that need to be had over and over again surrounding True. money, especially like yeah. when you start to get serious into like marriage and things like that. Money is always yeah. like, I, I think the statistic is like money is like the number one cause of divorce. Uh, yeah. Uh, quoted from Dave Ramsey. So it's like, yeah. if you have someone that's not really on the same page, I can see how that being, uh, being difficult. Um, but that's not your case. So we don't have to hone in on that too much. But, <laughs> no, um, that is a, that is a good point though, for sure. Just like, yeah, finances and stuff, being on the same page of finances, like maybe, yeah, even if they're not like, it's not what they want to do, at least if they're on board with it. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, and do you ever, you know, suffer from imposter syndrome where you might've doubted yourself and, and felt like, Hey, I'm, I might be a little bit too over my head. And if so, like, how did you, how do you constantly overcome and, and combat that, uh, that feeling? Yeah. Well, I had a situation last year actually, where I was just like, what am I doing? Like, so I, I found like a seller financing deal, a duplex, like off market. So I went under contract for that. And then I also went under contract at the same time, like with conventional financing, another duplex. And I was like on board to get both of them. And I was like, oh, this is great. This is amazing. Well, then my pipes broke in one of my current houses and I had to spend, you know, $10,000 fixing that. So pretty much all the money for one of the duplexes is gone. I lost the deal and I was just like, what am I doing? Like, you know, what am I doing? Like, that's not only a ding to my credit, but like now the bank is like, oh, she can't pay for this. You know, it was, it was a big bummer. And it was just kind of a point where I was like, is this really what I want to be doing? Like, you know, people talk about all the glamorous sides of real estate investing. And there are a lot of great things, but there's also times where you're like, Oh man, like, like I just spent $10,000 fixing that bathroom. And then it's like, you know, I lost the other deal, but I definitely feel that imposter syndrome sometimes. But, um, but you know, after the dust settled, after everything was done, it's like, Hey, I still have cash flow coming from that house every month. Like, you know, all the cash flow I'd got from that, paid for the repairs so it really wasn't an issue like looking at it from a bigger picture I was like it it seemed like a big catastrophe at the time but now I'm under contract for another house you know like it just took a few months later it's not a big deal you know you can recover from it so definitely yeah Yeah, you definitely can recover from it and uh it it sounds like 
what makes it easier for you is just kind of keeping the end in mind, like why you started this yeah. in the first place. So like, if you don't mind sharing, like what, what is your why? Uh, like, yeah. I know we say why real estate, why the vehicle, but what is your, your, your why in general? My why in general is that I want to, like I said before, I want to spend more time doing the things that I really care about. You know, I want to spend more time with my family. I don't want to be gone from work all the time. And especially in the future, you know, if I um, have kids or even if I have, you know, nieces and nephews, like I want to be able to invest in their lives. I even have a younger sister, like who's 10. Like, I'd love to spend more time with her, you know, just again, spending more time with the people I care about. And then also spending more time educating other people. I think that's been something that I've really realized that I, I love to do and I enjoy being a part of a community that's so helpful to people. Mm-hmm. And it was so helpful to me, you know, two years ago when I first started. So I think that's kind of my why is like helping people see that they're not trapped um, is something that I really want to focus on in the future. So I'd say those are the two main things right now. Mm-hmm. I, I love the word that you use community. And I would even pair that yeah. word with the, the word you were trying to find for uh, your expression of being in the military too. Like it provides that community. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's and, good. and how how would you just kind of being a part of, you know, different communities that just kind of satisfy you in different ways, whether it's the mindset, helping you with the real estate and just understanding these things, how important do you think that it is for everyone to find a community that they can belong to? And what are some tips for identifying which community may be best for you instead of, you know, cause I don't, I don't believe in doing things alone. Uh, I think we need to yeah. shake that. Like, yeah. Oh, I gotta be the superhero and know everything and do everything. Yeah. Rely like on the, the lone village. wolf. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. What are some tips for identifying the right community for you? I think like if you don't have a community that supports what you're wanting to do, then there are so many ways that you can find one. And I think like social media is a great way to find, to find that. Like for me specifically with my interest in real estate, I found a group of women who also love real estate. It's like the women investing in real estate, the wire group. Mm -hmm. And I actually was able to go on a retreat with them in February. And it was awesome to be able to see them. And we're all from different parts of the country, but you know, we got to meet and connect for a whole weekend and talk about, you know, stuff that we cared about investing real estate. Um, So I think social media provides a great way to find community in something that you're interested in. Um, And that could be anything, you know, that could be stocks, crypto, like I know that there's communities for all those things as well. Um, But I do think it's so important to have communities. Same with fitness too. You know, you always post like videos at your gym. And I think that's so cool. Like just having like your gym community too. Like that's another thing I think is important. Like having community in your fitness. Like, you know, my, my coach actually has like a, a group call every month with all the girls in our, that she coaches. And I think mm-hmm. that's so important too, like just to see everybody's journey. And, um, I think it's super important, super important. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I think just kind of to add on to your point is probably just as important to have like, you don't have to belong to just one community, like having several yeah, communities yeah. that satisfy different needs. Like if you have a hard time staying true to your routine, like find a community of people who are like really doing well and holding each other accountable in routines, AKA the 5am yeah. club. And that's, that's a little shameless plug for the millionaires. I've been like <laughs> plugging in this 5am club for that's a while awesome. now. Uh, so millionaires, if you're listening, the 5 a.m. club is holding you accountable for routine. So text 5 a.m. to the number that I'm always going to let you know. Uh, but yeah, just back to the point, Hannah, it's like just different, different communities for different strokes for different folks. And um, yeah. I wanted to ask you about that, um, that because I saw you just came back in February from that re- retreat. Um, how yeah. did you find that? How did you find that community of women in real estate? Um, you know, where do you see that that mastermind, if you want to call it that? Where do you see that going in the future? Um, so I found them all on Instagram, actually. Um, the the main women that started it, Amelia and Grace, I, I met them both through Instagram. Um, and then, yeah, they're they're just creating an awesome community for women. So if anybody's interested, yeah, it's the wire, I think they call it on they have a page for it now like that's just specifically but they provide a lot of education specifically for women who are interested in real estate and they host like boot camps and things like that for you to get involved 
But I think something that you said too was really important. And that's like holding each other accountable because that's something that's like very hard to do by yourself. Even if you're a super disciplined individual, I think it helps so much to have um, other people to hold you accountable. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially like when you are going through that phase where you want to give up and you feel like mentally drained, mentally defeated, like yeah. don't don't not share that. I think that we we like to hold yeah. these emotions and these feelings back, but that's the whole point of you joining a community in the first place is like share even your weakest moments because you might just need those people to like say or speak to you in a way that's like, oh, maybe I'm overreacting or, oh, they yeah. felt like this too. Um, so, so that's super important. Have, have you like, um, have you gotten some advice that really like changed your, like what, what's some advice that you've gotten from the wire group that kind of really like opened your eyes or like totally changed your perspective on things that you were doing and might've changed how you're going to do it in the future? Um, one of the main takeaways that I had and something that somebody said to me was like, focus on delayed gratification you know, that's something that's super, super important when it comes to investing, when it comes to life in general. And that's something that I just keep like replaying in my head, like delayed gratification. You know, have I loved living in a duplex all the time for the last two and a half years? Like, no, of course not. There's times that I wish I could have my dream house, you know, and I could just, you know, move out and have a mansion or whatever, but it's delayed gratification. You know, I, I think that's been the main takeaway. And that's something that I try and like, repeat to myself um that you know one day it is going to be all worth it i do believe that mm -hmm. it's, it's all going to be worth it in the end and, and yeah. for those that may be a little bit more patient just kind of because I, I love that i never heard the concept delayed gratification but like for me what i would think that would help because i, I love i would even take part in delayed gratification but i probably would like break it down into different subsets like okay this is what i really want I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm, I don't have it yet, but let me find other things to find gratification in, like getting the cash flow, right? Or, yeah. you know, yeah. living every single month, you know, what your living expenses pretty much paid for. Like for me, that's right. like the instant gratification that leads up to the delayed gratification, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think like there's a huge focus right now in our culture for like like hustle culture and and that yeah. sort of thing. And, and I'm like, and that's not what I mean. I think it's more just like, because I do enjoy my life. You know, I do enjoy what I'm doing. It's not like I wake up every day and I'm like, oh, like I have to live in a duplex, you know, but, but it's more just like taking the little wins right now. Cause I know it's going to add up bigger in the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and just kind of to touch on, on that, cause it, it is, it is in our, our culture right now is this is like the, the trend that is going on. Like sleep is for suckers or work yeah. to you, like grind yeah. till you die. Hustle yeah. harder. Right. Like, right. It, to a certain extent, for me, I translate it as just do what is hard so that you can live an yeah. easier life in the long term, right? But some yeah. people may yeah. may translate that as like, oh, I, I can't be happy. But it's like, you got to <laughs> right. find peace and you got to find that grace like to still right. live an enjoyable life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you got to take time to like do what's important to you too. You know, so it's like, you know, there may be some things in my life that I wish were different right now, but something that like I prioritize and I love to do is I go to the gym. So it's like, that's mm -hmm. something that I prioritize. And like, I would say like, I'm selfish about that. Like that's my hour of the day that like I'm selfish about. And I go and I do that because I enjoy it. And I know that it enriches my life, you know? So there's definitely some things. And even that is like delayed gratification though too. Like I enjoy that every single day, but I also know that it's going to help me in the future. So that's mm -hmm. just like one thing that I try and think about too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like giving yourself those, those small rewards or, ha or having yeah. non-negotiables. Like what are your non-negotiables? Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. And, um, so what, what do you say for, for someone that is like listening to this and like, wow, this sounds super dope. I, I, I everything you guys are saying, Sounds amazing. I love real estate without even knowing real mm -hmm. estate. But again, I have no idea how to get started. What do you say are like the three first very important steps to best jump into real estate as a side hustle? I would say the the first step would be to talk to somebody that's done it. And like you can talk to somebody on Instagram that you find, you know, you can talk to me. I'm happy to answer any questions. I'm not an expert. But yeah, find somebody that has done it and will give you a good 
a good baseline for like what you should do, like for the first step. And I think the second would be to maybe talk to a realtor in your area because they're going to help you also look at prices. They're going to help you look at um, like what sort of house hack that you want to do, whether or not renting by the rooms is an option or a duplex is a better option, something like that. Um, and then third, I would say just to, to save, save some money, like save some money, set some money aside, you know, down payments, like a lot of times, like I said, for your first down payment, it's not going to be a lot of money, but there are other costs involved. Like closing costs are always way more than you think they'll be, um, like taxes, things like that. So just start saving your money for that initial down payment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's great advice. Start saving, talk to somebody. And what was the, what was the second one? I think that one flew over my head. Uh, like a realtor, like find a realtor Talk in your area realtor. that's familiar with the, with the market. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yeah. That, that's yeah. all. That's a great advice. And um, I, I, so for, for Hannah, I'm not sure if you like how much volume or like how often, you know, you, you get deals and opportunities that may, like you may want to add to your portfolio, but like for mm-hmm. ones that, that don't work for you, like what, what do you do with those? Like, do you like wholesale opportunities that don't work for you? Do you kind of just like, like send them to somebody else and just kind of like let them decide if they want to do it? Like, what is, how do you, how do you typically swing that? So right now we have not done wholesale yet. That's something that I would, I would like to try. Cause there's actually a deal that like, we're not going to buy, but I'm like, I'm trying to decide what to do with it. So I, I don't even know yet. I think we're going to try wholesale, but we haven't even really got to that point yet. The ones mm-hmm. in the past, I've just kind of been like, yeah, like not, not for me, sorry. And I'll tell a few people about it, but like never got compensated for it. So I'm like, that'd be kind of nice to like, try and try and do some wholesale, expand a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that like, that's just, that's how I got started for me. It was the opposite. Like awesome. I haven't, it, it, for me, it was the longest time before I even actually like was able to like buy anything. It was more so just everything was wholesale, wholesale, wholesale. Oh, really? Like, really? Yeah, like Dude, literally. That's scarier to me. <laughs> you said this, like for me, I was like, I got comfortable. It it got me comfortable okay. of like, okay, I get to do this without you know the liability and and taking yeah. the ownership. Yeah. So for me, that was a little bit of an excuse not to like buckle down and actually <laughs> buy anything. Um, yeah. But for you, so what is like for you? What is like the most scariest thing about it? I don't know. I, I think it's just like, I'm not as comfortable with the process. Cause I'm just like, what if I can't find a buyer? Like, what if I can't, I don't know. And those are all just like limiting beliefs I have about it, but yeah. I just, I've just never even tried it. So I'm like, I just don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I've de- definitely tried it. And of course, if you have okay. any questions, like I, I would definitely love to like spill the beans and, and, and help you out yeah. with the processes and things like that. Cause like yeah. I said, for me, that's how I started. Like that's what opened my eyes up to real estate and introduced okay. me to this whole thing. Um, cool. And it, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have learned about like bigger pockets and connected yeah. with other investors and started buying okay. these books and all that stuff. So that yeah, so that's that. And um, that's cool. That's cool. As far as like exit strategies, I, I know that every for you mostly it's buy and hold. Have you yeah. um, also done like other exit strategies, like flips here and there, just to kind of get some quick cash flow to use that towards, you know, another down payment or things like that? Um, so I've not done flips, but I have done a uh, refinance, like just a HELOC. So that's mm. kind of been something that I just did on my um, primary duplexes. I just pulled out a HELOC and pulled out all the equity I had. So not mm-hmm. necessarily a flip, but I did like renovate a little bit and then refinance, got the cash. And I'll probably use that on my next on my next property. Sounds like you did a little bit of like burr. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, okay. exactly. Coolio, coolio. So would you say like for other people who are working full time and have these W-2s, it is like, buying holds and rentals like the the would that be like the best strategy for someone who is working full-time i'd say that or being like a private money investor too because you can invest in real estate with somebody else but not have to do any of the work and i think for somebody that maybe really enjoys their w2 or just doesn't have a lot of time to actually analyze the deals or manage the properties just being an investor for someone else could be really helpful as well just to get started. Mm, I never really, I never really thought about it like that. And um, yeah, but, but w- wouldn't you say that that would kind of bring you back to like having uh, a lot of money at your disposal? 
So that, yeah. So that would be like, if you're, yeah, W2, you have a lot of money to invest, but you don't really have the time to manage or, um, or really the desire to like, I know people that really don't want to be a landlord necessarily. So they just will invest with other people who do like managing and, you know, they'll just get return every month, just pure cash flow. Hmm, that makes a lot of sense. And, and what yeah. about the process do you enjoy the most? Like from maybe not the, I, I, I'm assuming not the paperwork for sure. But, right. no, but, no. but what do you enjoy no. the most about just real estate investing? So real estate investing, the most for me that I have really come to enjoy is I actually really enjoy the customer service aspect of it. I love having a relationship with the tenants and being able to um, provide like a nice place for them to live. Like I love seeing people whenever they like see our renovated units and they get all excited and they're like, oh, like this is going to be so awesome, you know, because like we work so hard on making them look nice and providing a great place for people to live. So I love seeing whenever people are just super excited to live there. It makes me happy. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. It, it, it yeah. really does sound like Anna that you are you just are um, very dedicated to 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 helping others. And, and we just need people like that in general, which is, again, why I really wanted to have you on the show, because your, your content speaks to, to people. It, it helps people and it doesn't really seem like you're like trying like you're not really trying to sell anything you just kind of giving people information based off of your experiences and the things that you've gone through so that that's amazing and, and keep doing what you're doing um what little things in the beginning kind of made learning because you said you know you, you were spending a lot of time learning and you know doing research and diving into books diving into videos what little things kind of helped you make that learning process a little less overwhelming, especially, you know, working, you know, 12 hour shifts and, you know, being in the reserves and doing other things like making time to go to the gym. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was instead of, cause I, I'm like all over the place when it comes to like learning about stuff. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Like the shiny object syndrome is definitely <laughs> like a problem of mine. So I, I just had to focus on one thing. Like, I was like, I love the idea of Airbnb. I love the idea of short-term rentals. But like, for me, I was like, I need to focus on buy and hold long-term tenants. And that's all I did at the very beginning. Like that is all I focused on. And that's all I educated myself on because I was like, I know if I get into all these things, like, oh, looking at storage units and laundromats and things like that, I'm just going to learn nothing. So I really focused on just long-term buy and hold and then I went from there. And I think that's kind of a good thing too, you know, depending on whatever your interest is, if you're interested in, you know, storage units, then that's all that you should be researching. You know, that's all that you should be analyzing. Um, or yeah, that's the majority of what you should be doing. I think just having like that tunnel vision is what's really going to help you get to the first step. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I love that word focus. And that's what I'm going to hone in uh, yeah. really quick too, Hannah, because I, I just had, I just, uh, posted a reel not too long ago about like managing your focus and instead of managing time. And for, for you, it sounds like you really just decided to manage your focus and to focus on one thing at a time, kind of like that 80, 20 yeah. rule, right? Like spend 80% yeah. of your time on the, the top 20%, right? You might be interested in five yeah. things. Okay. What's the most interesting thing that you want to, to learn? And for you, it was yeah. long-term rentals and putting your focus into that is what helps you kind of learn and learn un- uninterrupted as well. Um, and when you do yeah. multitask, what mindset kind of helped you be able to multitask effectively? Like, do you use to-do lists? Do you like put things on a calendar and do time blocks? Like what things have helped you multitask in an effective and productive way? Um, yeah. So I, it's like a mental like list for me, but every day I wake up and just be like, what do I want to accomplish today? Like, so, you know, for reels for Instagram, for example, I'm like one day out of the week, I just film a bunch in a row. And like, that's all I do for like two hours. You know, I just take two hours of my time and just focus on like social media content. And that's all I do for two hours. And then, you know, if I am, you know, renovating an apartment, like that's the majority of what I'm going to do. Like I know on my days off, I plan in advance, like I'm going to be at this apartment. I'm going to be fixing it up. Um, I think, yeah, just waking up every day and being like, this is what I'm going to do today. That's what helps me stay focused. Um, and mm-hmm. just like a mental list I check off. Mm, damn. How, how long have you been batching content? I, well, so I started the account last like fall, just, I think kind of 
maybe in the spring is whenever I started doing that. Cause I was, or I'm sorry, in the, like in the winter. Cause I was like, this, this takes too long. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is taking way too long. So I just, <laughs> yeah, focus on like one day a week. I just try and focus on like content and like, what am I learning about? What would I like to share with other people? What's funny? What do I think is funny? <laughs> like, what can I add value to? So that's kind of what I do with that. And I just started, I just started batching content for the reels. Like I batch content okay, for yeah, like, yeah. the podcast and stuff like that, but for the reels, yeah. I just started last week and I'm just like, okay, where has this, where has this been my whole life? Like <laughs> I'll take every Sunday and I'll record like 10 to 15 videos. Yeah. It's like now I'm able to yeah. post every single day. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's like, and I do it on times when I'm feeling more creative. Cause like some days I would wake up and be like, I don't like filming my stuff today. you know what I mean so it's like mm-hmm. it's helpful like on days that I'm feeling creative I'm feeling you know happy funny whatever I'm like I'm gonna do it all today and just get it all done and then I'll have a bunch to choose from the rest of the week now are you like um planning your topics in advance like kind of like writing down a little checklist so like okay I want to record this video or, or are you kind of like using that two hours to like plan and record yeah, like the two hours to plan and record. If I'm just scrolling during the week and see something I like, I'll save it and then mm-hmm. like refer back to it. But I really try not to spend a whole lot of time like focus on it. Mm-hmm. You know that that makes a lot of sense. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that you are batching. I just started. Yeah, that's awesome. Last You're week, doing it. And it's It'll change your helpful. life. It changed my life. Like I'm able to now just focus and, and free up some more time because before I was just like oh man, I've gone three days without posting. I got to find something to post <laughs> yeah. about. And now I got to spend time creating this one. And it's just like a whole yeah. other day I'm back in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. It takes all the stress out of it. It's like, oh, this it is so It takes all now. the stress and all the guesswork. Yeah. So um, Hannah, as we switching gears a little bit, we we moving into our last segment of, of the show. And I, I got to say so far, I, I, I've enjoyed this conversation i'm super appreciative yeah, of you same. tapping in with us this evening and, and taking time out of your day and hopefully we didn't cut into your gym you know your gym time um, no no not at all awesome awesome so this this segment is called rapid fire and i like to use this before we transition into the closing questions and i got five random questions uh brought to you by pod decks our guys over at pod decks oh, these have nothing to do with anything we were just talking about for the last hour or so, right? So um, they're right. random. The best advice I can give you is, you know, be brief, be brilliant, but most importantly, have fun. Okay. Awesome. I'll try. So the first one is, if you got stuck in an elevator and were forced to listen to only one song, what song would you pick? Oh, um, Meet Me at Our Spot. That's my favorite one right now. Meet Me at Our Spot. Who's that by? Oh, I can't even remember. It's like a new one. I'd have to go like. Oh, I, I just... is it like a TikTok song? Yeah, that's where I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about now. All right, number two. <laughs> What's the cheesiest movie moment or line you can think of off the top of your head? Oh, the cheesiest. Oh my gosh. Oh. This this is terrible. This is on TikTok too. This shows how much time. It's it's like choose me. <laughs> What's that one? I, who who says that? It's, it's like, just choose, like me. choose me. Yeah, yeah. I got to get some context out of this. So like, what what's the context? I, I would, man. I don't even know. It's like choose me. I I think it's from Grey's Anatomy. Honestly. Oh, I'm gonna get. This is ridiculous. I, you say I it like that. I feel like I can see Meredith saying something like that. Like I want. You I'm to pretty sure it's on. Like, yeah, like choose me. I, I can't remember anything else she says. That's just what came to mind. I'm like, I know <laughs> I just heard that. Like people, people be saying that all the time. All right, here we go. Number three. Of uh, I like this one. What's something that people think people think makes them look cool, but actually makes them look ridiculous? Uh pajama pants at the gym <laughs> i would agree with that i am a firm <laughs> like this really like this is like one of my like this grinds my gears and i don't like to let things bother me but whenever i see people like just kind of like walk out the house in pajamas it kind of like yeah. bothers, it's like why yeah. like it, yeah it's, and i don't want to gym shame anybody i don't want to gym shame anybody like if you're there that's a great thing but man the pajama pants just that bothers me i don't yeah, know what yeah. it is 
Yeah, yeah, definitely invest in some 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 sweatshorts or something. Something right, else. Right. You can be That's comfy. Hilarious. Like you can be most gym clothes yeah. are comfortable anyway. So exactly. That's <laughs> what I wear to bed. I mean, come on. <laughs> awesome. Number number four is if you were reincarnated as a famous landmark or a person, who or which would it be? Famous landmark. I don't uh, really get why they asked that question. Like landmark. Who wants to be reincarnated yeah, like, as a landmark? Yeah, like like a state park, or like is that what it's saying? Like, yeah, let, let's let's know. go with a person or an animal. If you could be a reincarnated person? as a person or an animal, I love Audrey Hepburn. I I love Audrey Hepburn. I feel like she's like just the epitome of class. Mm, okay, so you would be reincarnated as Audrey. Yeah, yeah. There we have it. There we have it. And the last one is if you could look through one person's email without them knowing, whose email would you look through? Oh, Elon Musk for sure. That's a good one. That's a good one. You gotta know what he's talking sure. about. Did you yeah, hear about yeah, that sure. that latest like um that addition to the, the, the Tesla cars of like the um, robo taxi? No. So he's he's trying to start this thing. I'm not it, it made it seem like he announced it like it's happening. But if you own oh. a Tesla, apparently like while your Tesla is parked, you can activate robo taxi and your car can go pick up people on like pretty much like self-driving uber and you oh, can earn money using your tesla like while it's parked so i'll be at work oh. if i had a tesla and then my tesla's out there making it trips. Just be out making you money <laughs> <laughs> just making trips while i'm earning already i'm already earning active you know active it's my next business business plan yeah i need a tesla now that's awesome definitely thinking about getting one he he changed the game with that one so well that that's our uh that's our rapid fire i appreciate you for being brief being brilliant having some fun with me and uh as we close out today's show hannah i got one question or i got two more questions for you really but this next one is for you to give us a red pill versus blue pill scenario and while you think of what that scenario is going to be, uh, I'm going to uh, put this up on our Facebook mastermind. So our millionaires who are tapped in with us in that community can vote on which red pill, which pill they will take out of the choices that you give us. And uh, we'll, we'll see what people think. Do you want this to be like related to real estate or? It could be any red pills, blue pill scenario you come up with. Oh, geez. So like, what's an example? All right. So an example of one would be, so I had a, I had my, one of my guests had a, a really like, he sold the hell out of the blue pill to where like the blue pill was like live forever. And the red pill was like die tomorrow. That's an example oh, of a bad God. one. <laughs> That's an okay, example of okay. a bad one. Okay. A, a good one could be like a, um, like red pill is you can, you know, fast forward 10 years and have $50 million and the blue pill is like go back 15 years and have all of your knowledge okay okay all right i think i think i've got an idea then all right let's hear it okay so the red pill is you work your w2 to your 65 but you make an incredible income and you have all the toys you want all the cars you know houses whatever you want but you're working that nine to five to your 65 mm-hmm. uh blue pill blue pill is going to be you're an entrepreneur uh you work your own time but you work, you get minimum wage, basically, the rest of your life, um, or until you're 65, at least. You're making minimum wage. And then when you're 65, then you're making millions. But you got to wait till you're 65. As an entrepreneur, making your own time, your own business. Mm. <laughs> mm, that's a good one. That's I can't wait to ask this one. <laughs> Millionaires, you just heard this one here. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening to this on Apple, Anchor, Spotify, wherever you are listening to this podcast, if you really want to engage with us, make sure you tap in with us on the Facebook Mastermind. That's the Million Dollar Mastermind on Facebook. You can answer that poll, go look for that poll and vote, or you can also go to it on Spotify, right? If you have Spotify and you listen to us on Spotify, you'll be able to vote that on that poll as well. But I would really love to hear which one you're taking. So Red Pill is you work your W-2 until you're 65, but you have all the toys that you want. Mm -hmm. And then Blue Pill is you work the entrepreneur life, right? You have your own time freedom, but you are working minimum wage until you are 65 to get to the millions. Mm. Mm. 
That's a good one. That's a good <laughs> what would one. you do? What would you do? Do you have to think about it? I I have to I have to I have to stay in the middle. I don't want to sway because <laughs> it's gonna be hard okay. for me to say okay. one without giving okay. the reason why. Um, right. But if you guys want to know, I'm going to be. I'll, I'll vote on the the Facebook Mastermind group. <laughs> <laughs> but right, I gotta right. stay. I gotta I'll stay neutral right now. Yeah, I can't sway. I can't sway any heads. But yeah, that's a great yeah. one. So, all right. So, Hannah, Good. you um, you are. Let's say you got your next. You got your next rental property. You getting ready to get a new tenant, and this new tenant is a spitting image, a mirror reflection of eighteen year old Hannah. What would be some advice you would give your eighteen year old self? So, some advice that I'd give myself is um, to to start educating yourself early. You know, to start to start educating yourself, even if you don't have the money or the time right now, just to start learning about it, you know, and get involved. If it's something that interests you, you know, if, if making your own money, being your own boss, like that sort of thing, retiring early, if that's even interesting, like just start now, um, start learning and all the experiences that you have up until you first start investing are going to be beneficial and they're going to, you know, play a part in who you are as a person. So Mm-hmm. That's great. That's um great advice. Education is is always key. Um, yeah. I'm a firm believer of being a, a a master student, a student always, a forever learner. You know, it's always something mm-hmm. that you can learn from someone. I, I've learned a lot from you today, and I'm sure our millionaires are, are going to be learning a lot from you as well uh, as the, as they tap in. So now, Hannah, I want to give you the space to you know plug yourself in. Tell us about any projects you have coming up, um, any community that you're in, and and you. you want to connect with people on just now's the space to share you know tell us a little bit more especially where we can find you yeah so i'm most reachable on instagram at that scrappy investor um that's where i do um, pretty much all of my social media stuff um you can hit me up on there um give me a follow i'll follow you back you know just let me know who you are and what you do i'd love to connect with you on there for sure Awesome. Awesome. And um, yeah. The, yeah, it's it's been a pleasure to have you on the show, Hannah. And uh, yeah, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to have our, our millionaires just kind of, you know, trickling in and, and connecting with you and, you know, being a part of, uh, of a community and, and engaging with you further outside of this, this podcast. And of course, as always to our millionaires, I got to say, I'm super thankful to have you all a part of the show as well, because week in, week out, you guys show up, you show out, you engage with me. You tell me what you want to hear more about. You tell me what you didn't really enjoy, how I can improve, which is why we even ended up with YouTube now on the platform. So I just am super thankful to have you all a part of the show. And thank you in advance for becoming the change agents that you're bound to become, especially if you apply the principles that you heard today. And again, if today's episode really spoke to you and it really resonated with you, make sure you go give Hannah, aka that scrappy investor, a follow and connect with her, right? community we talked about how important community is how important it is to just you know be with like-minded individuals whether you're looking for accountability you're looking for a mentor a coach you know you got to ask close mouths don't get fed and i'm sure you can relate to that right hannah oh absolutely absolutely thank you so much yeah it's been a pleasure thank you for taking time out of your evening and um again i'm your guy kai speaks you just heard it from hannah aka that scrappy investor on investing in real estate while working your w-2 remember to keep focused build momentum and drive results so you can live abundantly peace millionaires got some quick and exciting news for you all i said i was going to make it happen and it is officially here we are now on youtube which means that video content is fully accessible to you all full episodes are going to be dropped and updated every monday and friday same cadence that you're already used to so make sure you head on over to our official youtube channel like and subscribe show all the love that you can and let that algorithm do its thing continue to put that content in front of you but all right gotta go love y'all